Welcome to the second season of the Rise Resolute podcast. I'm your host, Gina Meyer, a doctor of physical therapy committed to helping people live healthfully, joyfully, and push past even their own expectations for their life. 2019 was a year of growth for me and for the podcast. I was humbled and often awestruck by the incredible female athletes who came on the podcast with one goal in mind, connection and support for other women just like you. I truly believe that the insight these athletes share can propel all of us, athlete or not, through wisdom that is universal. In this second season, I feel privileged to continue having conversations with incredible, gritty women who literally bring me to tears with their stories of perseverance. Join us. Connect to their stories. Use their wisdom in your own daily life. I know for sure that we are stronger together. And when we open ourselves to the power of that connection, both here on the podcast and in our own relationships, something special happens. We believe in things we didn't think were possible before. We are no longer alone. We can rise, resolute, and without limits. This is the Rise Resolute Podcast, Vision 2020. I am blown away that I get to start off this second season with a very special guest. It is my absolute pleasure to have Chantal on the program today. She is actually from my hometown of Virginia Beach, Virginia, and I am just thrilled to talk with this mother of four, wife, ultra runner, and someone who is still kicking the crap out of sarcoma. She has an amazing story. She received her treatment at Duke University and then went back subsequently to speak. She's been featured on the Duke Cancer Institute website. She's also been featured in the Tidewater Women's Magazine. And she's just such an inspiration to everyone who knows her. So welcome, Chantal. Oh my gosh, Gina. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be part of this. And I'm very honored. Really, awesome. You. We're so glad to have you here. Um, and so we're just going to jump right on into it, Chantal. Um, what I'd like to do first is share a really powerful quote that Chantal has selected for the episode. And we're going to weave that quote through our discussion today. Um, it's a great one. And the quote is this, my listeners, you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. And I think that's very true and very powerful. And we're going to hear how it relates to Chantal's cancer diagnosis and her journey through cancer. So, but before we get there, if you would please give us um, just some details on your background, Chantal, where you came from and how um, you got to where you are today. Okay, great, Gina. I was actually born in the Netherlands, um, but we moved here with my mom, dad, and my brother when I was four years old and have been a Virginia Beach resident since then. Um, started running at a young age, around 15, was always very um, athletic and active, swam, played lacrosse, field hockey, um, and then came upon running, and it became my greatest passion. Mm -hmm. um, my father and brother both were diagnosed with myotonic muscular dystrophy when I was in my 20s, and so I never, ever took running for granted and my ability to run for granted. Um, which is very ironic because road races, marathons, and then ultra marathons later, that's when I 
discovered this lump behind my kneecap um, and that started being very debilitating and <clears throat> keeping me from having range of motion. And that's when I got the dreaded news that I, in fact, have bone cancer, um, that the Baker cyst so believed to be was, in fact, um, a uh, bone cancer, a very high-grade surface osteosarcoma behind unreal. my right kneecap. So unreal. Um, and and listeners, just to tell you, um, I used to live in Virginia Beach and Chantal was known as the runner that everyone would always see outside and, you know, out there grinding it out and just massively impressive. And, you know, I didn't actually know you personally when you received this news, but I know that the entire community was just stunned, as I'm sure you were. Um, and did you think that they found the cancer more readily because you were a runner and you were kind of experiencing these symptoms and you were looking into it, Chantal? Actually, that is a very great question. And in fact, I've I've thought so much about this and prayed about it and prayed for God's purpose for this and like trying to figure out how I can like benefit other people through the story. And honestly, it is such a blessing in disguise that it was in my knee Yeah, because running is such a big part of my life. And if it wasn't in my kneecap in a place where I constantly paid attention to, I may not have found it on time. Yeah. So I feel very grateful for that. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting how things happen um, and, you know, how that unfolded for you. So you got the cancer diagnosis and then lead us forward from there. I know that I'm sure that the steps after that were probably somewhat of a blur. Oh, my gosh. I will never forget the day ever. I remember it so clearly. It was December 14th. And it was a Friday afternoon. Um, we had gone in on December 13th to our Jordan Young Institute. We were finally directed that way after several massage therapies and physical therapies weren't making my quote unquote Baker cyst any better. And so we went to Jordan Young Institute and they did an x-ray and then ordered an MRI and then Friday morning an emergent MRI with contrast. And that's when that Friday afternoon, think, thankfully my husband came along with me and they gave us the news that we have cancer and it's just the year it was almost a, exactly a year ago and it's just been such a blur um i just am so thankful that i've made it this far and that i'm given this second chance at life yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I think it's pretty powerful too that you talk about before you ever even had this diagnosis that you were grateful and that you didn't take running for granted. And, you know, you watched, was it your, your father and your brother struggling with muscular dystrophy and um, how powerful that was to be grateful even then. But now I'm sure it's at a whole new level um, of gratitude and just, you have been so massively inspiring for the entire community um, watching oh. you get through get through this diagnosis. So I know it had to be a completely crazy, tedious process with all of the treatments, Chantal. Can you give us a little more information on what you went through then after you got that diagnosis and you went to Duke? Yes, absolutely. I um, When we got the diagnosis here locally in Virginia Beach, um, my husband researched um, to find the, one of the top, top physicians, um, oncology orthopedic surgeons that specializes in sarcomas, since sarcoma is an extremely, a more rare cancer. Uh -huh. um, and we came upon Dr. Brigman at Duke University and um, 
I mean, he was phenomenal. And he actually, um, we did a biopsy, but the biopsy had come back inconclusive a few weeks later. So Dr. Brigman decided it was best to just go ahead and do a surgery and then re-biopsy the tumor once it was removed, which this decision actually helped save my life. Um, we discovered that this apparent low-grade tumor that was growing behind my distal femur was, in fact, a high-grade surface osteosarcoma, wow. which is a rare variant of the rare cancer. Wow. And it was quickly growing. And in order to get the best margins, he had to replace most of my femur and knee joint with a prosthesis. But he was luckily able to keep my kneecap intact. And wow. then I would need chemo after all. And the chemo was in a very, very aggressive treatment. Um, double infusions of cisplatin mixed with the doxyrubicin. So insane. Yeah. And that then, was hard. That's just... And then of course I ended up with an infection. Oh no, <laughs> right I didn't know about that. Surgery. Oh yeah. gosh. So um, basically started... through hell and back listeners, <laughs> Chantel well, has been through hell and back. Yeah. Well, it was like, but when you're in it, you just are in it. Like you just go on survival. And I think I do have some PTSD now. Um, I'm getting through like just the anxiety of learning to live again in my new norm has been hard, um, harder than I imagined. Because when I go back and think about the journey, it's almost like I've blocked a lot of the details out. Right. Um, that's just, how you have to get to through. Keep moving yeah. forward. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's an important piece to recognize, too, for people out there who might be going through something similar, that after it's all said and done, there are still some pieces to go back there and work through um, so that you can be whole again, you know, and, and not have that anxiety surrounding everything, which is very normal, I'm sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, scanxiety is a real thing, like every three months getting your scans and just leading up to that and and just praying to God that, you know, you're still in remission. And I mean, it, it is, you know, it does cause a lot of anxiety and it's, and it's real. And, you know, someone said that recently they've decided not to call PTS a disorder because these trauma, traumatic situations, it is normal to feel this way. It's oh, normal like to that. have these anxieties. Yeah, I like that. You're right. It's not a disorder. It's normal. Yeah, very true. Well, awesome. Um, let's talk a little bit more about, you know, how you did it. I mean, it seems almost insurmountable to think of receiving that diagnosis, especially as someone who um, knows that running is their greatest passion in life. So, Chantal, do you feel like there was something already inside you that allowed you to get through this challenge? Or do you feel like you had to develop something new um, to get through it? Well, it was it was honestly, I remember doing my first 50 miler. It was the JFK 50 miler. And I remember the training was so intense. And I, I want to go, I, I was able to um, speak at a Duke sarcoma event, which was such an honor. And I do want to go back to my speech because I, I wrote this in my speech and it just was very um, impactful. So, okay, let's um, do it. So, Many road races and marathons later, I was introduced to my first ultra marathon, the JFK 50 miler. My close knit girlfriends and I had been running together for years, and this was a new challenge we wanted to explore. Rather than going on relaxing weekend getaways, we preferred rugged, challenging trail running adventures. And this was just the beginning of many to come. 
the training was very intense. Over the course of three months, waking up at the crack of dawn to not interfere with our family time, we would run two very long runs back to back a week. And the longest training week was a five hour run, followed by a four hour run the next day. Many blisters, aches and pains and exhaustion later, we felt we were ready for race day. Over the course of that eight plus hour adventure, it was in those grueling 50 miles that I discovered something about myself I never knew I had. The strength to not give up. I was exhausted, dehydrated, hungry, and sore, but I was never ever gonna quit. I learned in that moment when I felt weakest to dig deep within myself and find the strength to carry on. Ultra running challenges you to go beyond your comfort zone. It forces you to really get to know yourself on a different level, mentally, emotionally, and physically. When I finally crossed the finish line that day, tears streaming down my face with so many different emotions, I felt I had won. I love that. Oh my gosh. So great. And so true. Um, and give me chills a little bit. <laughs> um, and I mean, I think, I think that it is so true to life too, that the most successful people, they just don't give up. It's not that they have it all figured out. It's just that they don't quit. And it sounds like ultra running for you just really instilled that attitude that no matter what happens, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep fighting. Um, and that you were able to take that forward with you um, to beating cancer, to fighting cancer is just incredible. Um, and it reminds me of another quote that I that I heard about knowing that every struggle we go through is in preparation for what's to come. And it's hard to believe that at the time. But that struggle of fighting through that 50 miles for you sounds like really prepared you in a way for what was to come down the road um, and well, equipped you. Absolutely. And, and I, I say that because when, you know, when you ask, like, how did I ultimately rise? I was, I was thinking about it, but like, it's so true. Like while going through the chemo, I was in survival mode and I compared my cancer journey to an ultra marathon. Cause when you're running an ultra, you're not going to feel good the whole time and you're going to want to quit sometimes. So you really, really have to dig deep within yourself and continue on. Yeah. Um, so very true. And I'm sure there are many people, I know that the community has rallied around you. Um, was there someone in particular, Chantel, that was just really instrumental in helping you um, along your path um, to beat cancer? Oh my gosh. I am so overwhelmed with all the love and support and prayers from the community, I mean, f near and far. I mean, it is amazing how many people have come to help us. We had meals we had a meal train for months for almost six months wow we had people helping with the children my mom and my amazing mother-in-law both of them like I could not have done it without the entire community and because they came and every time I was very sick for chemo they would help with our four children and my husband you know back and forth to Duke I mean there's just it's just overwhelming how many people were there. And I just can't imagine having to go through a journey like this alone. I, I cannot imagine. And I would never, like if I can help anyone make them, you know, feel more comfortable through this journey, I am here for them. I love because that. it is so truly, it's so helpful to have people 
your, the support is everything. Yeah, I totally agree. And sometimes we can feel like we're so alone in our struggle, but the truth is we're so much better together and we're not alone. And I mean, behind every, every woman who makes it through every successful woman, every woman who, you know, chases her dreams, there's always a tribe of other successful women or men who have her back and, and help her in those times of need. And, um, I'm so glad to hear that the community was that for you. And, um, again, just, you know, gets me teared up to think how people rallied around you. And it was well-deserved, of course. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so take us back to the journey. You know, whether it was when you first got the diagnosis or as you were struggling through those chemo treatments and feeling terrible, um, any part of that journey where you felt like you wanted to give up. And I'm wondering if there was something in particular that you wish maybe you had known at the time or maybe you just thought of it at the time and it helped you through that might be powerful for someone else who was going through a similar situation in their life at this time, Chantel. Um, yes. Oh, my gosh. I I had people um, – I mean, honestly, I think you are never – you can never prepare yourself uh-huh. for a life-threatening journey ahead I, I think you you when you finally are faced with something a survival um, type of journey you dig within yourself and you just are in survival mode but you can't really prepare yourself uh-huh. um, I feel like all my friends and family and the community and especially other cancer survivors that really helped me reaching out to them um, because when I was going through chemo and having blisters and blood transfusions and just really thinking that my body is going to fail because it was so, it was very hard chemo. Um, that's when I, I really had to rely on other cancer survivors to kind of keep me moving forward because they had been through it too. Um, you know, all, everyone was there for support, but I think unless you really, have gone through chemo or gone through, you know, a cancer diagnosis or a life threatening disease of some sort, it's really hard to know how you're going to um, approach it. Yeah, I think this is really powerful advice. And I'm uh, twofold. Uh, One is that, you know, anyone who is going through a a life threatening diagnosis, be it cancer or something else, to know that it's powerful to reach out to someone who who has gone through something similar is great. Secondly, you also stated that you're willing to have people reach out to you, which I think is amazing. It's a great, great way to connect and support support others in the community. That's what we're trying to do on this podcast. So I think that that is just such an awesome thing. If, If if people want to reach out to Chantel, she's willing to do that. She knows how much it helped her. I know how that feels. Um, Having lost my mother, I know that sometimes it's really hard for people to understand until they've lost a loved one. So by the same token, they want to help. But what really helps too sometimes is talking to someone who's been walked in your shoes a little bit um, and connecting with them. So I completely agree. Absolutely. And honestly, my faith, like through this, you know, I always... Um, was a strong Christian, but I believe that through this, you truly realize that you are not in control. That's right. <laughs> and you really have to rely on your faith, you know, to get you through. And also positive mindset, positive mindset. People would remind me, stay positive, even though you felt, you know, negative or you weren't feeling well. Staying positive is so powerful. Absolutely. I believe that. Have you read the Dina Castor book, Let Your Mind Run? 
No, I have not. Okay, I'm going to have to send that to you, Chantal. Um, She talks about positivity and how it changed her running career. Um, And so I think you would love it. But it's another great shout out for anyone who wants to read a book about positivity. Check it out. Um, But this is great advice. And I I think that um, for listeners too, remembering if you've gone through a struggle and you can relate to others, put yourself out there because that unexpected kindness that you can give someone who's traveling the same or a similar path is the most powerful, least costly, most underrated agent of human change to help other people that there, that there is. So I encourage everyone out there to be willing to reach out as well too, um, because we can make such an impact with just, you know, being kind, being a listening ear. Um, so I, as we wrap up, Chantal, I want to give you the opportunity um, to put some words of encouragement out there. I know you've already said a lot, but if there is anything else you want to get out there for other women who are going through a similar challenge, struggling with cancer or some other life-threatening issue, or even just a big struggle in their life, what would you put out there for them? You know, don't be afraid to be transparent and ask for help. Um, That's one. I have several, but that was was very hard for me. Um, I feel like I was always um, very independent and I felt like I was a strong person. And so asking for help was very hard and humbling but people want to help people want to help and and now in turn I want to help others and I feel like um you know it's inspiring to just be raw and to be real because everyone has a struggle everyone is going through something um one quote that is so like powerful to me being an ultra runner is um, by the famous ultra runner, Dean Carnassus. And he, he once said, if you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. Do what you have to do. Just keep moving forward and never, ever give up. Um, my oncologist, who is also a very, very dear friend um, of our family, he said to me, he's like, Chantal, you have been given one of the greatest gifts through all of this in a weird sense. And he's like, and that is the carpe diem mentality. Yeah. He, he said, you now realize that embracing each day, that each day is such a gift and just to embrace each day fully. Um, and it's very true. And I never, you know, I don't think we ever really live that way. I mean, sometimes it's harder than others because obviously life gets busy, but really stepping back each day and just slowing down and being grateful for that day is, is very powerful. Um, and also just to, I mean, something for me personally, it's like overwhelming. That's another huge gift is just to see how much I, how much I've been loved and supported and prayed for. I mean, that is a gift, you know, that many people don't really get a chance to experience. So, um, those it's, it's, you know, blessings do come out of hardships. Yeah, they really totally. Do. Um, and I, I, I just love this carpe diem attitude. And I think that it, it is just truly a gift to see life in that way and to come through on the other side of what, you know, you're facing 
what could be the end of your life and to realize you have another chance and how special and precious every day is. I think that he's right. It's, it's a gift. It truly is. Um, and I'm so glad that you have those people in your life too, that have loved on you and, um, you know, made you feel supported and what an awesome opportunity. Um, even though we wish it wasn't cancer for people to really show you how much you mean to them. So, yeah, the silver lining, right? Um, oh, it, it it is, and and you know, I'm still I'm still like in the process of learning to walk again. I I walk, but you know, with my knee replacement, like like they, I'm very grateful they were able to save my leg. That's another huge struggle obstacle that I went through. You know, through this cancer was the a possibility that they might have to amputate my leg. And so I just am so grateful to Duke and all the doctors at Duke. They are just you know phenomenal. And so, yeah. And you're amazing. You know, Engaged back in exercising. And I know when I was back over the holidays, I saw you in the gym getting after it. And, you know, I just think it's pretty incredible and so inspirational. Um, so thank you so much for coming on this podcast. And if anyone is out there that wants to reach out to Chantal, she is um, potentially rolling out some things um, in the next, you know, year or so once she settles back into life. But in the meantime, you can go to uh, com and Send us a message and we will get it to her and she would love to respond. Is that right, Chantal? Yes, absolutely. I will. I'm here to help anybody yeah. at all times. I think that's fantastic. Um, and so as we close up, I would like to just uh, quote one other little excerpt from, I believe it. you told me it was the, the article that was posted on the Duke Cancer Institute website. And I think it is badass. So I'm going to quote oh. it right now. And it's this. You can take the girl out of the runner, but you can't take the runner out of the girl. So congrats to you, Chantal, for continuing to fight and to never give up because you've clearly revealed your strength. Um, and we really admire you. So thanks for coming on the podcast. Gina, thank you so much. I really am humbled. This was an honor. Thank Absolutely. You. All right. Thank you so much again, Chantal. And thank you listeners for being with us. We are really looking forward to a fantastic second season of connection and strength and remembering that we are stronger together and connected. We can rise. We can rise.